Welcome to the second episode of the Dicks in the Back Row, where we trash the good movies and absolutely destroy the bad ones. And whoa, Nelly, do we have a bad one for you guys today? I am your co-host Max Healy in Nashville, Tennessee, and over in Boston, Mass, we have Tim Begin and Mike Preble. How you guys doing? Okay, we're doing good. We're doing good. I'm good up here. <laughs> okay. We get. It's a bang up job, Max. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, sound takes a long time to travel over um, <laughs> the waves, I guess is what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say the waves. The I that... had a brief stroke, so that's why I wouldn't answer that. <laughs> the thing that the audience doesn't know is that we actually have just paper cups and yarn that we're communicating with. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Preble, were you able to patch up that tin roof in your shanty home? Max, you know, some, you know, you'd think you'd be able to find corrugated sheet metal just on the streets every now and then, but you know, life's getting tougher and tougher out here, out here in Boston. So I just found some paper mache and just really doubled up my house. So let's just <laughs> let's just pray and hope that Jesus, you know, does not flood me. Time. Kablamo! <laughs> the, materi- the materials to build a shanty home in Boston have gone up. The price has gone up. It's skyrocketed. I hear it. It's like. Two blowjobs for a, a piece of corrugated tin roof. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, you haven't been introduced. You wait. We also have Derek Brady. Derek, where are you this week? What are you drinking? Yeah, and uh, how many drinks did Tim make you have before the show? Uh, well, luckily I'm not with Tim because as we heard in the last podcast, our relationship is over. Um, I, uh, I'm in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. That's E-A-U-C-L-A. I R E, Wisconsin. I'm uh, I'm actually consuming a delicious Mountain Dew right now because I've uh, already had a couple beers to loosen up for. Uh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and also we want to thank all the Gold Star listeners who actually made it through the entire show last week, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna try and make this one shorter than the actual movie itself. By the way, guys, breaking news: we have ten whole reviews on iTunes. Oh, ten. <laughs> Keep them coming. So we've got. We've got a good. We've got a good handle on our listenership. I think all ten of them actually reviewed, which is fantastic. <laughs> Other people just clicked on the wrong fucking podcast. They're just trying to swipe out of the app, and they just hit the star by accident before they cl- canceled out of it. All right, well, let's... five star. <laughs> God damn it! All right, uh, this week we're going to be going right back to Costa Rica, and we're going to be ripping apart the unnecessary Jurassic Park three from the year two thousand and one. Directed by Joe Johnston and starring the very uncomfortable Sam Neill, Tia Leone, William H. Macy, uh, and a few, a few other guys that no one else cares about. Uh, so just depending on the movie that we choose to watch, uh, we'll either talk about if we've ever seen this movie before or if this is the first time. And I'll just go real quickly. This is the second time I've ever seen this movie. Surprise, surprise. Um, I saw it like a year after it came out. In theaters, I think, and I just remember that it was just really stupid, and I never wanted to watch it again. So, thank you guys, appreciate that. This movie was just punching my five year old self in the stomach just over and over again. I watched this movie for the first time when I this is a good hangover on a hungover on a Saturday movie. Mm. When you're like brutally hungover after you've just had like 15 long ionized teas <laughs> for no reason, and you're just like you have like a half eaten pizza next to you on the floor no pants on and it's just on and the clickers the clickers just out of reach <laughs> so you can't turn it off this is the perfect movie to have on i think i saw it like that the first time like that the first time 
For those that don't live in Boston, a clicker is a remote control. Yeah, that's what that's what it's called. Talking clickers. Talking clicker. Talking tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't remember the first time I saw this, but it was it was probably like either in theaters or soon after. And I remember, you know, I mean, because the, the first one was good. I still enjoyed the second one, even though there was no Sam Neill in it. And then this one was just a real like a real punch the dick like repeatedly as i like watch exactly i think kind of as max said like watch my five-year-old like self just be like devastated by like just how badly just how this didn't like nothing made sense it's just kind of this you know it's like oh we, we threw dinosaurs on the island again and like we just threw seeing an it, hour and a half but it's not the same island it's not it's different it's not isn't it's no they made that very clear they just threw them on a different island with with dinosaurs it's like oh okay. which movie it is the what? same island. How dare you? It is the same island from the second movie, though. So that's a good point. That's nice. They didn't like be They're like, relevant. but wait, there's a third island. <laughs> <laughs> there is a third island. Guns. That's what the Chris Pratt thing is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Derek. Yeah. What about you? Well, let's Chris get into Pratt's the opening credits because uh, we, we're coming out swinging right out the bat in the credits. This thing is just a <laughs> steaming uh, pile. Tim, Tim, can I get to get to my my turn seeing the movie? No. <laughs> you lost your chance. Um, Nobody so cares. This was this was my second time. I know it was my second time seeing it because I vividly remember the parasailing scene. But I'm pretty sure that this is a completely repressed memory for me. Um, I There was so much that I don't remember. And uh, actually, I take that back. It was the third time because uh, my girlfriend and I, she had never seen any of the Jurassic Parks. And we tore through the entire series approximately two weeks before I watched this again. And boy, was it tough to watch twice in a month. That's a terrible idea. I want no. Oh, no. 20 minutes at a time was the only way I could get through it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm pretty sure if you watch it a third time, you get diabetes from it. <laughs> pretty sure that if you Straight. watch it a third time, it's like the ring and you just get a phone call just saying like three days and then you just, yeah. And then Sam Neill shows up with his dead career, career to kill you. <laughs> 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 oh no, Sam Neill. <laughs> I used to be in big movies, you remember? Like Jurassic Park. <laughs> you guys remember that one? Yes, Sam. And other Jurassic Parks. <laughs> I'm pretty sure by this point Sam Neill has transferred into a uh into a Velociraptor. Oh yeah, we're gonna go into that here in a little bit. <laughs> he so. just lives inside an animatronic one. <laughs> In West Hollywood somewhere, <laughs> blowing dudes for, for fucking money. It's eating out of dumpster cans. Uh, a method. So about those opening credits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, within seconds, you know, this movie's going to be bad because you have the numbers just slash through the screen. God. You, Good job. Like, you're going Three. in and being like, oh, yeah, here comes Jurassic Park. Three. Slash. You're like, oh, God, oh, no. Fucking original. Technology, huh? Oh, no. I, Crazy. I, I just like that they pointed out that the island was restricted. I, I was know. pretty. I was concerned about that fact. They could have easily said the island was restricted in dialogue later, but they just had to rubber stamp a massive red restriction. It's just because uh, it's for all the mouth-breathing morons who just thought that after two movies of dinosaurs eating humans, that the island would just be open to the public now. It's controlled by the Costa Rica, Costa Rica DCR. DCR. <laughs> <laughs> also, though, it is 207 miles west of Costa Rica, Derek, so it is a little more miles away. It's like they don't that want to see it. That boat could never get there, there, by the way. Yeah. Is that what they had the airplane that, in the beginning? Did the airplane just drop the, drop the boat out from the sky? Yeah, where did they come from? Yeah. They steamed 207 miles from Costa Rica on like a fucking 
like a 12 Boston, Boston whaler. whaler. Like a fucking barrel. <laughs> the sailing. Oh. So, you're introduced to Eric and his stupid fucking kid face, as well as uh, Milosh from Seinfeld. And uh, they're going to become <laughs> uh, parasailing. It just this... I wrote this in my notes. The second they introduced this kid, I just went, I just wrote down, fuck this kid. Punch his him in the face. face. <laughs> Punch that face. kid in the fucking face. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah we're, just, we're throwing bows starting out this episode. It was much more aggressive <laughs> than the last one. <laughs> the first movie, you have Newman, and then this one, you have Milosh. Did anyone else just kind of feel weird, too, just about seeing that guy and the boy just kind of alone? Oh, uh, just, just butts to nuts. <laughs> At first, I was like, oh, this is the guy's dad. And then later in the movie, you find out, no, he's just like the weird boyfriend the mom's been banging for like two weeks. <laughs> it's Milos! Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that yeah. Clearly, he, he did spare an expense uh, on this parasailing trip with this boat that was clearly constructed in 1974. This right, boat right. was a piece of shit. By in the, the middle of the open ocean. By the way, I mean to be fair, to be fair to Eric's mom, I mean Milos is a great tennis instructor. From <laughs> from what I remember from Seinfeld, he's he's just great A. <laughs> and everyone knows tennis instructors slang that dick. So <laughs> Tim, was just, can you, can you was, elaborate? Well, okay, this is going to be a fifteen minute story, guys. So buckle <laughs> up. <I'm> just... <laughs> All right, so uh, Milosh, he injects a sail, and they go up in the air, and I took note of this as well. So you're two minutes and four seconds into this movie, and you've already heard the Jurassic, theme, the, the Jurassic Park theme song three times. Ugh. And a horrible yeah, rendition of it, made. too. <laughs> oh. Which, by the way, by the, by the way, there is one fucking rock in the middle of this ocean, and that boat just happens to be heading right the fuck for it. What happened to the people on the boat? Did a dinosaur kill them? Yeah, no, the foggy. mist got them, bro. The, the mist got them? Yes. The fog. So the mist killed them and when, splattered when, their blood all over the boat? Yes, it's when the, the crossover from the mist and Jurassic Park came together for 30 seconds, and it was just oh. pure gold. But, okay, so they're parasailing, though, and just right before this man's about to sodomize this young boy, all the fog comes <laughs> through, and it gets all choppy, and you get this awesome green screen of uh, Milosh just, like, really going to town on this kid, too. <laughs> And he got some direct quotes, too. Christ. He got some direct quotes of Milosh and the kid, which I wrote down. It's, what's happening? Hold on. Yeah, make it stop. So if you just look away, then this is, I think, why they play the Jurassic Park theme song three times in two minutes. They're like, this is not what you think it is, guys. This is, I'm sure, we're assuring you, this is Jurassic Park. This sex it's scene like... was longer. This sex scene was longer than the two sex scenes at the opening of The Room. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what can fix this pedophilia? John Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Who's not even, he didn't even do this movie. John he said no. Henry, the owner of the Red Sox. John Henry Williams. Um, so, wait, wait, wait. So, so they got like Danny Elfman to do the fucking I don't know who they got. I think they got some kid from like Caltech who was just like a freshman. <laughs> a Berkeley freshman. They should have just had the recorder from the last episode <laughs> do it instead. Yeah. It would have been just as good. I love that the, I love that the weird boyfriend reassures this child it's gonna be okay bud breaking news it's fucking not no it is not so they unhooked the dino sail i don't know if you guys noticed that That's what oh, the no, i certainly did oh. <laughs> no 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 the dinosaur dinosaur s-o-a-r oh that's even dinosaur <laughs> fucking worse this that's all turn the fucking movie off as soon as you get to that point <laughs> a company that does dinosaur is just they are gonna be crashing into rocks but um, I, I was honestly expecting the boat to explode like 35 feet in the air once it actually hit the rocks. 
<laughs> like a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Yeah. Like four different uh, action shots. Yeah. <laughs> yep, five different shots of it. <laughs> Each one more slow-mo than the last. Yep, closer up. Different, different types of explosions. Some of them are bigger than the others, too. So oh, yeah. <laughs> that happens. And then you cut the Grant and Laura Dern at their home, reminiscing about a better movie that they're in and with their kids. <laughs> but wait, they're not married and those aren't their kids. Oh, nothing like having coffee with your former lover and your husband. <laughs> My favorite thing about this whole like scene where you know, you think that Grant and Ellie are still together, but then they're not. And then you'd meet Ellie's husband is that the husband is literally there just to establish the fact that he works for the state department. He goes like, he has one line. They go, what do you do? And he goes, I, I work for the state, state department. department. You'll I'm, see. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Kids start crying. Then he's yeah. out. And it's like, all yeah. right, just so you have that one piece of information. Great. Who are these children? <laughs> they're your kids. Oh, okay. Bye. Dialogue. What's that? One hefty bite of cake by the by the husband as well. That's, it's coffee and cake. Well, back to the office. I had my coffee and cake break. Back to go do State Department things. Click, 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 <laughs> click, 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 click. I got a phone call at the National Guard tomorrow morning. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> but uh, so you got um, you got Grant just rambling about raptors. Just you know, the worst piece of dialogue ever. Find someone like, that talks you about you the way Dr. Grant talks about raptors. Yeah, also, what did Grant do to not keep on the Dr. Sadler after all that shit happened? He got into the bottle, Max. He just couldn't get it up unless they were just talking about raptors, which he is doing a lot <laughs> of in this. So no, he's... The, the, he got really uncomfortable with the raptor outfit. He only took his relationship, <laughs> I think what happened is he took his relationship with, um, with Hammond's kids a little too far. <laughs> Lexi, you want to know the piggyback? All the way to Montana. Fucking Timmy. <laughs> but I like how he's talking about it. like, they're smarter than dogs. They're smarter than whales. Even smarter than primates. It's like, dude, weren't you stuck with a bunch of raptors for like an entire weekend? Ugh. How do you know about this from looking at bones? Right. So bad. It just makes it's no just funny. Be, it's just funny because based on like, you know, what we saw in the first one, like we knew they were, you know, I mean, that was the whole point, right? Like they work together in team. Like they're not doing it with like telepathy. Like, of course they fucking talk to each other. They like, but they have like, they got a chamber in their brain. It's like, all right, this is, this is making me lose my shit. This is really lazy. It's so, he goes, I had an epiphany. They can communicate. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> they communicated all through the last two movies. Yeah. That's why half, that's why everyone on the Island died except for like four people. <laughs> right. They were like a savage, you know, they killed Muldoon, the great, the great like safari hunter. You know, because of their skill in communicating with each other. Yeah, no and then when Ellie, and then when Ellie hears this, when Ellie hears this, she goes, "Oh, you're kidding me!" <laughs> like shocked by it. Can they open Can't doors? The only other person who witnessed it. You know what this? You know what this movie was missing? A good chaos statistician. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, we couldn't measure the chaos, you know, accurately without without Ian Malcolm. Ian Malcolm's like, "There's way too much chaos. I can't do this." <laughs> but it would also make more sense clearly not enough money but it, it would also make more sense for grant if this was like castaway and grant was just left on the island and everyone just thought he was dead and just from all the trauma like all he can talk about now is raptors <laughs> he's having ptsd he's just like rocking back and forth he's like you know they talk to each other right like yes alan we saw that it's like, you know, well fun <laughs> fact if you if you actually watch past the credits he wakes up in a nursing home <laughs> <laughs> I, got, actually, I, have, I, I got a theory about that later <laughs> <laughs> um, I think even a better idea too 
Although he was already dead at this point. But uh, having Muldoon just take Grant's role, like have him just survive, and then him just... Oh. That would have been a much better movie. Well, I wouldn't have been able to watch it. I would have been masturbating the whole time. Yeah. And also, they wouldn't have been able to do it as Bob, Te- uh, Bob Peck died in 1999. So that didn't really work out well. But, uh, so you just cut the Grant... Uh, podcast is fucking over. God damn it. <laughs> so, you cut the Grant speaking about Raptors at a lecture hall. Um, so most likely, he hasn't stopped talking about them. You know, he's talking with Ellie when he gets into the car. She, like, shuts the door like Timmy did with Grant. And then, you know, he's still talking about the Raptors. And Lardern leaves and goes back home. And he's still talking about it at a lecture. And it was kind of weird, though, that, like, nobody cared at all about what he was talking about. It's like, didn't a T-Rex go through all of San Diego and, like, destroy half the city? And everyone's just like, this is boring. <laughs> people are getting up and leaving during his speech. Numerous people are getting up and leaving. Like, which begs the question why they attended. Yeah, what is everybody you know, doing like, there just to get up and leave? Up? Yeah. You know what he's it's like, talk it's a about. Very, it's a very it, highly attended event, and they're like, what? He's talking about dinosaurs. I'm getting the fuck out of here. It's an adult theater for raptor raptor porn. Oh, okay. So they all finished. Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. Precisely. Deal is done. But I like how he's like wrapping up the lecture, and he's like, does anyone have any questions that do not relate to the two movies that are better than this one? Like, everyone <laughs> just puts their hands down. Yeah. It's it's literally just like a microcosm of the uh, the actual movie. It's just oh, that's exactly what was happening. In, like they just filmed that. That was actually theaters in America. <laughs> they just like superimposed it into the movie. What was happening? Just people getting up and leaving. But like also, <laughs> someone asked me was like, "Would you go back to the island?" It's like there's no force on earth or heaven that would get me on that island, or do another Jurassic Park movie. Wink, wink. And he like slowly looks dead eye in the camera. <laughs> well, well, Dr. Grant, you clearly have not met William H. Macy. Oh. And his spectator. Oh, yes. All right. We're, we're, cutting, we're cutting to the airplane graveyard, which is the, the perfect place to test out long-range, violent weapons. With the worst fake team of tough guys ever assembled in an extremely uh, loud satellite phone. phone. I feel like that was just a cut. That scene was just like a scene cut out of Con Air. And <laughs> we're just like, oh, all right, well, we don't have anything to fill this hole, so we're just going to plug that baby in. Yeah. Second director, Michael Bay, is like, well, can we at least blow this shit up over here? It's like, sure, Michael, go yeah. ahead. It's like, okay, cool. What kind of fucking gun was that? I mean, all that exposition for this gun that they that you never fucking see again. Right. The guy just runs into the woods with it and then comes right back out. So uh, next you're at the dick site and you're introduced to Billy, uh, who's just acting inappropriate with a grad student. And then he also makes a uh, 3D printout of a raptor skull, which... Uh, oh, no, 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 no. He put it into the rapid prototype. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck this movie. It is funny now, like looking back, it's like a rapid prototype or whom? Like what interesting now it's like, oh, do you mean a 3D printer? (laughs) It's like, why don't you just call it what it is? You know, it's just like it's. Yeah, Kinko's has those now. (laughs) (laughs) And and when when Dr. Grant blew into the the resonating chamber, there was this moment that it, it was supposed to resonate with the audience and you're supposed to hear the same sound as the velociraptor in the first one it sounded nothing fucking like it nope <laughs> nothing fucking like it at all it's like oh, also like a baby's suffocating did they not think that raptors have a voice box like us like we have a voice box there's all sorts of fucking holes in our head that allow us to talk <laughs> fucking morons are like no it's just a solid piece of brain and bone grant's like they, they didn't make, make any noise. noises nope yeah, yeah. I, they didn't make any noises. Sign yeah, language. Totally I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't hear them talk in the first two movies either. They definitely weren't screaming and communicating in the, uh, the kitchen <laughs> guys, either. Guys, there's a reason this got 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's very generous. 
Fifty percent is very, very nice. It's a solid thirty-five percent of just nostalgia. <laughs> but here's well, here's my point about the tits that I was making off air here. <laughs> that <laughs> that scene with Billy, Billy, right? Billy. With Billy and the uh, the sexy and willing archaeology student. Like that's that's a perfect ten minutes for tit in there. You know what I mean? It's like you don't know what else this three D raptor print can do. Right. Exactly. That could have like, taken the place of the Con Air scene. Yeah, just a missed opportunity. Some hardcore pornography in the middle of this movie. Right. <laughs> I keep going back to the room. Yep. <laughs> well, speaking of the room and pornography and mustaches, you're introduced to William H. Macy at the dig site as well. And uh, what do you guys think of that mustache? It definitely would make most women a little bit soggy down there, I think. <laughs> Makes mature women swoon. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so, probably. Now you That's got a- Shameless or whatever on... I don't even know what channel it's on, but he's in that Showtime. now. All of Showtime. Them. Is that Showtime, all right? Is it all? Man, we know women too, don't we? Yeah, we do. By the way, I love the I love the creative name he gives his company. Kirby Enterprises. <laughs> Kirby Company taken? <laughs> Kirby Company. And, and, and the fact that Dr. Grant couldn't have like I mean it's two thousand one at this point. Get on a fucking computer. Do some research. Yeah. If some if the son of a bitch is paying you five hundred thousand dollars, I was thinking that too. I'm like, I guess they're like a couple of years away from Google, but you still got like yellow pages that you can look it up. Like before I go yeah. see What's dinosaurs again, maybe I should look up to see if this guy's actually legitimate. Yeah. Like, or maybe we get the check up front. And, and <laughs> What's your what? phone number? Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing: if he does his research, we don't have to watch this fucking movie. No. He doesn't go on this excursion. Either right, he or Billy, because Billy's like, oh, hey, they're like, oh, nice seeing you again, Billy. So they've already been talking to him, so maybe Billy should have taken the initiative to be like, yeah, maybe I should check on who this strange man and woman who apparently have flown great distances, again, just like Hammond in the first one, like, like bring him to you. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, think about this. It's like, why do you keep getting duped by these people? It's like, I want to invite you to and, this and dive can... bar so you can meet my wife oh, and we can <laughs> talk about how rich we are. <laughs> they go to the fucking roadhouse. They go to the roadhouse. <laughs> Oh I'll get God. the six on steak, please. Thank you. <laughs> We're just going to do apps. Uh, I, I expected Patrick Swayze to pop up in the background somewhere. Oh, oh, that's foreshadowing <laughs> for bigger things to come. Better than this movie. <laughs> but If we're talking about Swayze, they're definitely huge. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but uh, Grant and Billy go to dinner, and you also first uh, meet Tia Leone at the bar, and they're talking about how rich they are, and they're going to be sitting next to Lance Bass when they're going up to the moon. And uh, they just really want to push the envelope and say, like, for our next wedding anniversary, we want to get possibly murdered by a bunch of dinosaurs, and we want you to escort to uh, escort us to that. I don't know if you caught this, guys. They they order drinks from the waitress. The waitress's name is Catfish. Wow. A lady named Catfish. It's Catfish and sons of bitches. <laughs> is Manti Teo in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, R.I.P. Manti wherever you are. <laughs> R.I.P. Rest in peace. <laughs> and then, uh, then William H. Macy says, "I've made friends in high places. In this case, the Costa Rican government. Is there anywhere? Is there any higher place than the that? Top echelon of high places. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, this fucking movie. Also, Tia Leone. So, I mean, she's a pretty woman, but like her haircut looks fucking terrible in this movie." Strongly disagree. Strongly disagree. She's got a bowl cut in 2001. I like a woman with shorter hair than me. I mean, that's the style of time. That's the style, Max. 2001. Just look like a 12-year-old. Ellen, maybe. Yeah. 
I was all the I room. was so attracted to Taya Leone until she started screaming at everything. <laughs> Can she close her mouth? No, she she's a she's a mouth breather for sure. Yeah. <laughs> she, she honestly, I mean, again, she's not a bad-looking lady, but she kind of reminds me a little. When they're on the plane, so they're someone asks. I think Dr. Grant asked Taylor Leone and William H. Macy how they met right on the plane, and they both look at each other and go, oh, uh, through our church. No, no, no. And he asks the incredibly shady man in the back of the plane. Oh, yeah. Asks oh, yeah, him yeah, how yeah, he yeah. Cooper. Them. Cooper, who's definitely murdered 20 to 30 people in his lifetime. Unless he wants you to think that he has. So was that answer intended to be funny? Do you think the writers like wrote that to be funny, or do you think that was just so – such a terrible piece of writing that it ended up making me laugh out loud because when he said through my church, I was just like, I, I could, I couldn't contain myself to the, the, just the brutality of that writing. What, <laughs> what the church is Satan. He was a pretty creepy guy. And I thought to myself, maybe this is Dotson's the end of Dotson's story from our conversations last time. Dotson's had a, had a pretty dark past after uh, Jurassic park one. Dotson definitely met some, some human beings through a church. It didn't end well for them. <laughs> and that's when we're going to get to, uh, what's the fucking movie uh, about the, the Catholic priests? Oh, Spotlight. Spotlight. That's what we're going to get yeah, to Spotlight. If we want to keep our jobs, we're not going to be doing Spotlight. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we all have futures, I hope. <laughs> so stay as far away from that as I can. God. All right. So we'll edit that out too. <laughs> Okay, so they're on this plane, though, and uh, Grant falls asleep. And this is, like, about the time that you realize this movie's just not going to get any better. So, <laughs> Derek, what happens here? Dude looks over, and Billy looks like a raptor, and, talk, and speaks to Dr. Grant. What the hell am I watching? Yeah. Oh, God. Like, and, and from 1993 to 2001, that's an eight-year period, how did raptor... CGI go back in time 20 fucking years. Dude, this movie was half done in claymation, I guarantee it. it. So bad. <laughs> What's on his head? Like he looks like the uh the evil gremlin. Like that mohawk. A mohawk. Yeah, he's got a mohawk. He's got a little, raptors, get some frills. When do they develop red eyes and mohawks? I think like this is like around the time they said that you know they they actually probably had feathers, so they're like, yeah, but it's gonna look fucking badass. Yeah. <laughs> feathers are spikes on their heads, right, guys? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, Jesus. So this is my so this is the other uh, idea that I had. I think would be just as good is like right around this time when that raptor is just talking to Grant. You uh, then realize that Grant has just become 100% insane, and he's just talking with dinosaurs. And then the audience doesn't even realize until the last scene of the movie when, like, Laura Dern's crying, and she's looking through, like, a one-way glass. And Grant is just in with, like, a stray jacket, just, like, yelling at dinosaurs. He actually had a stroke at the end of the first one. And this is all just, just his, mind, his, his nerve endings firing in his brain. Just make that that movie. I mean, if you're going to be having fucking raptors talking, you might as well just have him just be completely batshit crazy. This is just a house crossover where House is, like, diagnosing Sam Neill. For <laughs> <laughs> raptor, like, raptor you know what? If, if, if the raptors talked the whole time, that would actually be a dope movie. If that was, like, their real means of communication. It's like, oh, it's not these, like, screeches. It's them, yeah. like, chatting casually amongst oh. each other. That is revelatory. <laughs> I like to think this is fan fiction for the end of a beautiful mind. <laughs> yeah. So after that scene though, uh, you know, they're flying through the jungle and you know, this is pretty much like the same exact scene from the first movie. They just like cut and pasted the plane over the chopper of them, like going through the jungle. And then uh, Grant <laughs> finds out that they're going to land on the Island, which he strongly disagrees with. And then he's promptly punched in the back of the head by Cooper. 
um, who is, I, I still think he is the biggest pussy in this movie, but uh, we'll get to that in a minute here. So uh, Grant wakes up and Tia Leone's... He's a church-going man. He's a church-going man that just punches people in the back of the head on an airplane. Um, but uh, Grant wakes up and Tia Leone's screaming through a megaphone just because she wants everyone to just get eaten by this Spinosaurus that's about to come out. Um, and you do get introduced to this like new, edgy, super big and badass dinosaur. It's like the humpback of Notre Dame T-Rex. <laughs> it's like it's like someone took a T-Rex and mixed it with a fucking platypus. <laughs> that's actually good that's a good point yeah <laughs> but uh but it was also done in claymation i swear to god that cgi was that's not cgi and that also wasn't animatronics that's fucking claymation it is terrible uh, and a certain it was so bad dude the first of many times that Tay leone is just screaming inexplicably and just drawing attention to all the dinosaurs around them yeah on a dinosaur island <laughs> She constantly, she constantly plays annoying characters. Remember her in like uh, uh, Bad Boys with fucking uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Her character in that, she was like the hooker, the level, you know, like the fucking pretty woman hooker. She has short hair now too. Yeah, she's just annoying. She's constantly running around, being like, "You guys don't take care of me." <laughs> Fuck you, T. Leone. Well, at least I didn't leave my child on a dinosaur <laughs> island. Right. Exactly. <laughs> With your fucking, you know, with your, with your weird boyfriend. Yeah, with yeah, your side piece boyfriend. I don't, yeah, God, Milos wins again. <laughs> and by the way, by the way, when they call her out for screaming and she turns around with a bullhorn and says what through the bullhorn, I, I nearly turned this fucking oh, movie you off. You know that she thought that was so funny too. She's like, what? What's a bad idea? The Grant's looks like, right? Are you fucking crazy. What are you doing? No, no holes in this movie no. though. Uh, Silver and runs back to the plane and. You know, Tia Leone's asking about Cooper, and all the guys are just like, fuck Cooper, there's a massive dinosaur chasing us, and they all just run onto the plane. And uh, right around that time, this is where I just, the most uncomfortable part in the entire movie for me, is just watching, like, this perceived tough guy Cooper just whimpering and crying in front of, like, directly in front of the camera. Well, like, two minutes earlier, he's, like, you know, acting like he's one of the extras from The Matrix, being a tough guy, and then two minutes later, he's literally just, he's crying. It just made me feel just super uncomfortable watching that. He ran into the woods before all that happened with no plan whatsoever. He just like <laughs> went off the plane and like hopped on a log and he's gone into the woods. It's like this island's massive. It's just a jungle. Like, what are you expecting to do? Just hopping into the woods? I don't understand what like objective you're accomplishing. And then he just comes back out like Max says, crying like a five year old. Don't worry, I got this, guys. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Arms flailing in the air, running back. I mean, it's just it, the going to the point of earlier. Like, so we saw the display of all the guns. Like, never gets like really fired that we're aware of. Like, you hear them in the woods, but like nothing happened. Like, you're, you're you imagine these guys are like you know ex you know marines or whatever, right? You think they're like badass. Like the impression that we're given, then they're like, oh, we've been like you know we've been telling you that's what's true, but it's actually nah, dog. Like dinosaurs rule. It's like, like it's no Edward Delacroix from the fucking Green Mile. Yeah, I, I think that originally he's like, didn't you say that you're like an ex-mercenary? And he's like, no, I'm a travel guide assistant. Or something yeah, like I, that. I, just, I just don't understand, like, what the, like, why were they there at all? Like, they hired three dudes to, like, take over an island, like a tactical, like, you know, like, oh, we're going to drop you in, drop you out, like, pull you, like, you know, like, these guys are, like, SEAL Team 6. And I just got one bald guy with a mustache, some big guy, and then Cooper, and I'm just like, I just don't like you're useless. Like this is and, like useless people the entire time. <laughs> they gave these guys the whitest professions too. 
uh, one one was the travel guide, and then one uh, uh, William H Macy was in like flooring and tile in a strip mall. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, in a strip and then mall. you have a, just a. I think he's got a discount. And then you have like a mercenary crew of discount. paintballers that are just perceiving themselves right. as mercenaries. I think throughout the movie, we're supposed to link things together as a, like, oh, well, this now I understand that this part establishes this premise, but the director is just so bad that it's just all lost in the in the. A soup of terribleness. Dude, that's where I think you're wrong, Tim. I think this flows perfectly. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. Maybe I was. <laughs> no holes. Maybe I was. Uh, maybe I was stroking out when <laughs> all those links happened. <laughs> so uh, Joe Johnston also admitted after the movie that like, came out that he's like, "Yeah, uh, we didn't have a completed script when we started filming this movie." And like they oh, never finished, no. which you can clearly tell from this. I can hey, tell because for the next like hour of the movie, they're all just like running with like no discernible. It's like, like head towards you know head towards the coast, but then they're like going further inland. I'm like, all right, gang, like we gotta we gotta wrap our heads around this. We gotta like do something other than just run frantically for the rest of the movie. <laughs> I love that the coast is apparently the dividing line between the big dinosaurs and the small dinosaurs. They say that later. Well. The kid probably knows that all the big dinosaurs are in the middle of the island. It's like, why? Do you think? How do you find that? That's out? a big assumption. Or did he find out once he saw all those big dinosaurs? Okay, that's just not something that happens in nature either. Yeah. Like, I don't think you know. I think that's like zoology one hundred and one. Big shit on the on the coast. <laughs> all shit in the woods. All the mice and cats on the left side, and the giraffes yeah. and the bears are on the right side. Yeah. Right. So, can yeah. I ask this question? What makes the plane crash? It doesn't hit that fucking dinosaur. I had to look that up. I had to go. No, on. they try and yeah, yeah. So yeah, they they try and they're trying to gain too much altitude too fast, or right? Isn't that the whole thing? And they like, they the but they can't. That's what it said. Clips it. I had to read that up. As I was like, how did the plane crash? Because it doesn't make any sense. Like it looks like they're they're like fifteen feet. They clear that the dinosaur. dinosaur. Yeah, they're like fifteen feet, and then the dinosaur like just jumps up and like swats the plane or something. I, I don't know. It doesn't uh, and and the way it came to a stop defies every law of physics. <laughs> it's traveling at hundreds of miles an hour and then just slams to a stop in a tree and looks like Preble's Walls paper mache plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, you know, it's fine, like, when you add, like, a little bit of, like, unbelievability to a movie. Like, I'm willing. It's like, but I'm not willing to think that like, this plane, like the, like, the Hulk of this plane just, like, managed to, like, careen through a gigantic, like, you know, tropical rainforest. But everything else hits it, like the wings, the propellers are all gone, everything except for just like the cabin. And that, that's fine, located like 100 feet above the, you know, like the floor. I'm like, just just have a crash on the ground, man. Like, you have a, it's a, you have dinosaurs running around. Like, that's going to be good enough. That well, will carry the movie. Before we get to the next part, I would like to take a poll. Um, when you were watching this movie for the first time, which pilot did you think would die first, the white one or the black one? <laughs> I think you all know the answer to that. Going to the movie, movie, stereo, movie tropes and stereotypes, we all know. Dr. Ian Malcolm comes out of nowhere, <laughs> dies, kills, saves him, you know, throws himself out there, saves everybody, and then there you can also. Also, okay, so moving on to the next part. The, the, speaking of the black pilot, he gets bit on the waist by a massive dinosaur with like eight foot tall teeth and then just gets like gets bit on the waist in like directly down chopped down and then somehow gets up and runs like a mile <laughs> it's a jaws scene it's I, exactly the jaws scene i think that's why they wanted the plane in the tree just for the guy to be like hey steve 
Remember this part? Well, I'm about to blow you out the water. Get it? <laughs> oh, uh-huh. dude. Yeah, I told you that. That's a really good point. It totally was like the, it's like the exact same like kind of shot too, and it's like kind of panned as far as like the same angle of the dude just slipping through the like right into the dinosaur, and the guy just screaming. But also, this dinosaur is fucking up this plane uh, too. I, I love the fact that he was rolling it around like a baker's pin. He is screaming yeah. and throwing that shit around like a like a two year old with a temper tantrum. And this is the happiest looking dinosaur. He, the entire movie has this little Mona Lisa smile on his face. <laughs> oh, and, and when the plane fell out of the tree. I thought that this was a Disney movie because they're all piled in the back of the plane and you see the camera like pan through the oh entire god. plane and they're all standing back there with their hands up going ah! Oh my god. It was hilarious. Hilarious. Oh, that was terrible. I forgot about that. <laughs> but uh Alex This is just God, this is just like an exercise in us like, you know, it's like catharsis. It's like, oh god, I forgot about that. And then we all have to relive it again. So for uh, the, the for the listeners at home too, we had initially planned to do this a week ago, but um, my Ethernet decided to just get unplugged from my computer and I didn't know how to plug it back in. So we're uh, looking at this with uh, additionally bleary eyes and <laughs> it's I, we've been all having to be thinking about this movie for an entire week, which I think is probably adding some hostile, uh, hostile, God damn it, hostile hostility. Hostility. Yeah. Answer the hostility. Fun fact for the listeners at home: This is a little behind the scenes. Max sent me a snapshot of his uh, his notes today, and I'm relatively sure he wrote them all in German, <laughs> because he was probably stroking out during this movie as well. I was that angry. <laughs> Maybe that's how the Holocaust started. <laughs> this is Hitler watched Jurassic Park three and was like, "Whoever made these Jews." <laughs> Schindler's List of Favorite Dinosaurs Part 3 Yep. <laughs> don't worry folks there's not going to be a podcast that comes out from us it's not going to mention the holocaust <laughs> <laughs> I know, we're talking about dinosaurs in like the 1990s and yet like the holocaust is like the third most talked about thing on this oh, podcast dicks, oh, dicks in the back row you can expect movie talk Red Sox talk and holocaust talk <laughs> I thought about apologizing to any, any uh, Jewish listeners before the show but I know that we just don't have any <laughs> <laughs> well Max, let's take percentages into account here. What percentage of the population is Jewish? Probably 15. So one and a half of our listeners is Jewish. One and a half? Yeah, we've, got, definitely ten, not... we've got 10 listeners. Oh, yeah. How many Jews math. are there worldwide? There's like 8 million Jews worldwide. This, like, it's not even 15%. Yeah, I, was, I think 15 is like very generous. I'd say like yeah. 3 to 5. So yeah. we have like... <laughs> You know, well, especially after our, 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 our lovely discussion of the Holocaust, I'm sure we're just going to be attracting a lot. Like, oh, this one's they're all about Yad Vashem and everything. It's like, no, no, it's just <laughs> just four dudes. Just just always bring it up. Just talk about Holocaust. Holocaust, you know, whatever. Hey, hey, gang, car talk, Holocaust talk, Red Sox talk. By the way, so uh, for all of our Jewish uh, listeners at home, please write and review the show. We really appreciate it. <laughs> exactly. Appreciate all the support. Please forgive us. There was this really neat part that we were talking about Jurassic Park 3. That wasn't neat. I guess we got to get back on that, though. <laughs> All right, so they're out of the plane, and uh, the next thing you get is like a little cameo of the T-Rex. And uh, it's pretty much you got like, Grant like looking at the camera again, going like, here we go again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gets his shit wrong. So is this T-Rex the same T-Rex from the second movie that they like, shipped back from San Diego? <laughs> I can only hope. But, I like to think that that T-Rex is actually in the San Diego Zoo. <laughs> it went back and then we just were like you know in second but i do want this i really that's, do want to have this 
Shipping would just be too expensive. Yeah, that's true. And they run away after the T-Rex fight. They run away from this ravenous beast. Stop in the middle of the fucking jungle. Maybe 150 yards from where this brutal battle has gone on between the the Spinosaurus and the T-Rex. And just stop and have a conversation. Just bickering. Yeah. I hate the Spinosaurus. I I hate this dinosaur. Like, the first movie, the T-Rex is such a badass, and then they just bring this random new dinosaur in, and it just immediately, like, kills the most, like, the best part of the first two movies within, like, the first 20 minutes. I just don't, I just don't understand, like, why, I mean, like, I understand, like, so it fights, and the Spinosaurus wins, like, got it, so, like, we all understand, like, this is even better than the T-Rex, but, like, but, like, why? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is it just better? Like, at least with, like, the new movies, like, even as dumb as I think it is, like, oh, they're genetically modified or whatever, right? Like, we bred this super like dominus rex or whatever like that's the reason it's good this one's just like yeah it's just better it's like if that's true <laughs> why have i never heard of this thing before like why did you not have this one on the first island if this thing was like the like the boss like get this i want to see this thing which which by the way i love the, the, there's proof in this movie that again we mentioned it in the first podcast that dinosaurs can tiptoe uh they, they run up <laughs> on that one dinosaur that's just ripped to absolute fucking shreds mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Sam Neill is nice enough to tell us it's okay. It's dead. And, <laughs> really? Sam, is it? <laughs> and then the T-Rex just like pops his head up like, hey. <laughs> silently chewing you again. <laughs> oh, don't mind me. Oh, fuck that. And, and they run right back to the spine. This fucking stupid movie. Spinosaurus. The Spinosaurus is like the cokehead brother that crashes your party and the blood, the blood in that battle. It looks, it's, the blood is CGI. Just horribly. Just horrible CGI. Yeah, so they're all bickering and everything. And uh, Tio Leone lies about being all rich, and they just want to get their dip dipshit kid back, who's been missing for eight weeks. At which point... That kid's fucking dead. The most, yeah, the most real thing that I said this entire movie, Grant's like, uh, your kid's probably dead. Two months on a fucking dino island. That kid's fucking dead. Like, what is he going to be eating? Well, he, he definitely does his due diligence in collecting T-Rex piss. <laughs> yeah, <goddammit. laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> what a great scene oh. that is. And then, oh, you the get answer, that. and the answer goes, you don't want to know. <laughs> I just imagine <laughs> him getting a golden shower of T-Rex piss to collect you, a six-ounce jug. You don't want to know is what a hooker tells their kids when she comes home <laughs> with a new TV. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Billy. I actually do want to know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, but they're, God. you know, they're just like walking around in circles. I have no idea. Like, we have no idea what they're really doing. They're just kind of just running all over the place. And then you see Milosh's skeleton corpse and the team stumbles into a raptor nest as well. Billy steals a raptor egg in like the most inconspicuous way possible. Well, well hold on. <laughs> hold on, Max. You're jumping ahead. When Taylor is screaming at the corpse of her dead boyfriend was easily the most laugh out loud part of this movie. It was fucking hilarious. I mean, it went on for just an absurd amount of time. That's like a classic Spielberg thing, though. Oh, yeah. It's just like something gross happens, and then like nah, the natural inclination is to get away, but for whatever reason, like oh, you're tangling the wire, like the web or the wires, or like you can't. And so like she's like slapping this corpse for like thirty <laughs> seconds in like a like trying to get away, and I'm just like like why? Like all right, we get it. Like you oh, don't like you know. I don't need to keep seeing this like 20 times. It's like, let's just, we got it. He's dead. She's scared. It's weird. Let's go. Yeah. Move along. Next. <laughs> All 
All right, so going back uh, to Billy stealing the raptor eggs, and I mean, we all knew like right away that Billy stole a raptor egg, right? Like he's coming in, like unzipping, like zipping back his oh, bag, yeah. and Grant's like, "What do you have in your bag?" And Billy's like, "A dildo." Not a raptor egg. <laughs> Grant's like, oh, okay. Grant, cool. At least Sam Neill's like, yeah, move along. Let's move this fucking story along. I don't care if we have raptor Even eggs. he. Right. And then, then we cut to our third part in the movie where Taylor is just inexplicably yelling again. <laughs> again. Yeah, so. It's like she keeps not learning her lesson, like, consistently. It's like, now that we're, according to your theory, now we're where all the big dinosaurs are. So, you know, we should continue to scream yeah. and yell. <laughs> That's uh, what that's what we should be thinking about. We we get to the the compound, and uh, I love the fact that power is fucking out. But what do they do? <laughs> they pick up the phone and see if it fucking works. No you holes in this know. movie. But yeah, so they're just walking around looking at all these like petri dishes of dinosaurs, and then you get this really dumb raptor gag of it just like chilling through a glass tank. How did you not see the rest of it? Those things are fucking like ten feet tall. Yeah, and just stands there for a second and just goes like, yeah. boo. I, I've got to admit, I did like the eye move. When the eye moves in the vat, I like that. I like that a lot. It's just one of those surprises that, like, all right, that's going to be a real raptor, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, you get a dumb raptor yell, uh, which just requires Grant to tell the entire audience because only people that are watching this movie are six year olds, brain damaged people. And then Derek just going on his 12th beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, look at them, they're You're communicating. It's like, yeah. You've got to self-medicate. When did, when, did, when did Velociraptors learn how to break people's necks? Yeah. That, that's, that's, a, that's, I don't know. I'm already getting Velociraptors. Fatigued. The Velo- Yeah, I couldn't tell. Max is already like, you can't I'm even fading. fathom going this on with this right so now. Bad. Oh, God. Ugh. We have like 40 more minutes of this movie. <laughs> we haven't even met the kid oh, yet. Fucking, the kid's a piece of shit. That kid came out in his little makeshift camo like drape and fucking just save the through through T-Rex piss through fucking what, what the fuck? Like when did this kid learn these survival skills? Yeah, like right before you meet the kid too, you almost get a clever girl scene, like the raptor shoving his face in front of Grant, like right when Eric saves him too. Yeah. It's like, just take me please. This, this kid like cornered the market. He was in every movie where some kid had to play a shithead in the, in the early two thousands. Yeah. <laughs> it was in fucking, Six cents. He was making fun of little what's his dud. Oh god. Yeah, so he's a bully too. My favorite part about when Grant meets Eric there is that uh and this is probably like the best part of the movie is that Grant just loves the fact that Eric hated Malcolm's book. <laughs> let's, let's just stick it to the other to, to the other movies too. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, like, yeah. it's too preachy, there's too much chaos, everything's just chaos. It's like yeah, Eric, if you read the fucking book, you'd realize on the cover it says Chaotician. That's what he does. <laughs> if you're so good at reading other people's books, maybe you should read, like, the little, you know, the note on the side of the sleeve that just says about the author. <laughs> this movie's chaos. This movie's chaos. There's just no link between any of the scenes. Yeah. It's like a family <laughs> episode that's just, like, cut scene to fucking gag, cut scene to dinosaur eating somebody. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like it's an hour. It's like it's like once like the, the plane crashes, like it's just madness. 
for the rest right. of the movie. There's like no respite at all. There's no like, oh, like, you know, like, oh, let's regroup and think about how we want to approach this. It's just them running like frantically the entire time. <laughs> a bunch of yeah. idiots. It's just them going, let's get to the coast, but still moving inland. It's like you're going the wrong way. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Okay. No, I think this coast better. It's on the other side of the island. It's like, oh, okay. Eric! <laughs> but, um, oh. all right. So, like, Eric finally gets reunited with his parents. And you have, like, that nice gay sweeping music going in the background as they all embrace each other. And that's, like, right when I watched the Spinosaurus just, like, jumped out and just ate them all. But for some reason, he needs yeah. to watch it all in the background because you got the cell phone ringing. And the Spinosaurus is then there, standing, just watching everybody. And he's like, oh, just don't mind me, guys. Now, Max, Max, we've, we've left something out here. How did that How did that satellite phone get, in, get into that dinosaur's stomach? I think he – it's from Cooper, right? No, he ain't the black guy. That poor black guy. Is it? Oh, is that – yeah. He ate both of them. I think okay. they gave one of the guys the phone, and then he just ate them. Yeah, they gave the black guy the phone. Yeah, they gave the black guy the phone. Yeah, and then he ate his waist off. Either way... Yeah, I, I'll put it like this. Either way, one of the guys is in there, but I think it's hilarious because the kid's like, oh, that's my dad's satellite phone. I'm like, all right, time out. So one, you know what your dad's satellite phone sounds like? Like, how often is this thing being used? And two, the jingle is like the generic jingle from like <laughs> right. the early 2000s. So like, I'm like, there's no way that you know that this is your dad's phone. Well, like, you can make an assumption because your dad is like <laughs> on the island, but you're not like, oh, because I heard this jingle... I know, ipso facto, it is my dad's cell satellite phone. Right. No. It, should right. Just, it should just be a satellite phone. Yeah. There's <laughs> well, someone else here. I, I like the fact that the, the satellite phone it has a ring that's strong enough to penetrate the interior stomach <laughs> lining and skin of a Spinosaurus from 250 plus yards away, which again, another great scene where the Spinosaurus is just standing there going, you guys. Oh, like, hey. <laughs> Just like wait for them to turn around. That Spinosaurus is an alcoholic, and its <laughs> stomach lining's paper thin. Of all the all the booze. That's why he's just standing there. He's just kind of like swaying. He's like, "I'll let the family embrace happen first. I love families. Yeah. That's why I have to kill it. <laughs> but they make me so that? angry." Uh, oh, and 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 the dinosaur then attacks and. and Oh, God damn it. It rams the steel girders and breaks this steel fence down that I can only imagine was constructed with just the strongest metal, but then can't <laughs> get to the fucking door. They, they, they run into a shed and it can't get in. God damn it. He got me. Again, I just that's one of the things I'm like, I'm like again, you're making this dinosaur to be the most badass thing of all time. Like, all right, that's fine. I'll accept the fact that it can break through, you know, this steel fence. But if this thing isn't trucking through the entire forest, like head down. Like being able to just crash through everything, then like, all right, man. Like, what's going on here? Like, we need to calibrate this thing. This thing can murder T. Rexes, does... but it can't open doors. <laughs> yeah. I love that it whines as it runs off too. If you, if you listen, once it can't get through the door, it lets out a little, <laughs> and, and then storms off <laughs> again. With this being just a two-year-old with a temper tantrum. But, uh, yeah, so there's in some shed or something, and Billy's like, hey, Grant, uh, oh, you have the bag. Can I have that bag back? And Grant's like, why do you want this bag back so bad? He's like, oh, nothing. There's no, there's no raptor eggs in there. I just want the bag back, please. So uh, Grant finds it's like out. like someone with a bad drug habit. <laughs> it is. He's, like, he's like scratching and everything. And uh, <laughs> so Grant finds out that, you know, there are raptor eggs in the bag, and he just decides that he's going to use them for uh, leverage when he's going to be negotiating with uh, raptors later on in the movie. Because raptors are super smart and they went to business school. Oh, God. 
Yeah, this no is, holes this in this is, movie. Yeah, it's just, it's like a UN Security Council meeting, basically. <laughs> hey, listen, Iran, I'll give I'll give you that. I'll we'll get some nukes out of Turkey, but you gotta you know you gotta exactly. There's fucking this is like, like geopolitics with raptors. Listen, China, <laughs> I'll end the embargo. Just please give me back that Velociraptor egg. <laughs> Oh, a direct Mr. president, quote. thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, the group stumbles into a pterodactyl house, and Eric gets lifted up. And this is the only scene that I remember from the movie, just because I think I just oh. wanted Eric just to get eaten. I fully expected Dr. Grant. He walks into the fog as they're crossing that bridge. I expected him to come out as a tattered boat. <laughs> it's, it's just a boat <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> Everything turns into boats when they come into contact with the mist. <laughs> that's, the real, that's the real mystery of this movie. And, and, and at what point in, in recorded history did pterodactyls become predators? I thought that they were nice, nice bird-like creatures. They're definitely like fish eaters. They don't have any fucking teeth. <laughs> no, they're like I thought. Yeah, I thought they were like storks. Yeah. yeah. No, but instead they, they just... brought the baby dinosaurs back in dinosaur times. Yeah, that's, that's how it happens. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Which Which one do you think Eric enjoyed more, the, the dinosaur or the guided pterodactyl? Oh, this is a tough one. Just so much, so many aerial adventures for this kid. Also, whose skull is in that nest? Timmy. That was Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson's skull. These <laughs> <laughs> dinos just flying around. That would be just collecting. There would have been a cigarette sticking out of that skull if that was Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, then Billy gets poked by one of the pterodactyls, and they escape from the bird dome, and then go on, like, a nice little boat ride throughout. Uh... The bird dome. <laughs> yeah, the bird dome. <laughs> is, it, is it like the uh, the... The, the Metrodome. It's like Birdemic and Biodome. <laughs> and we come to, on the boat. Uh, I think we're to the boat now. Uh, we we come to the Laser River tour. Yeah, what what I thought was a great kind of commentary on this movie. You see three big steaming piles of shit when you hear that sat phone, and I thought <laughs> that was kind of juxtaposed with the three slash at the beginning of the credit. Here's my ringing pile of shit. <laughs> but also when they're going on that river tour, did anybody know something you know, like that big bronchosaurus that just like opens its mouth and like starts just moving towards the, towards the boat. Like how are they not just freaking out? Like the thing, op- like it raises its mouth, like all its teeth start coming out of it. And they're just like, it's beautiful. They're it's majestic. They're veggie source. Yeah. Because the, because the hardwood floor, uh, store owners understand the the difference between a, a predatory dinosaur and a non-predatory dinosaur, Max. Duh. Guys, we're getting way off topic here. This is the second time in three movies that we get to see a woman shoulder deep in a pile of dino shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you, then you see this random dinosaur just like walk up and he's like, hey, you guys doing poop stuff? It's like, okay, bye. I like to think of it that the dinosaur came up and saw Taylioni shoulder deep in shit was like, oh, okay. nah, it's not worth it. I'll come back. <laughs> not worth it. Uh, so you're all busy. I guess I'll uh, get the hell out of here. This weird shit menage a trois you guys are getting on here. So see ya. I don't know which tastes worse, the shit or Taylioni. All right. So uh, they're on the boat and it's raining because all these movies needed it to rain. And the Spinosaurus is now in its actual habitat of the water. <laughs> and it uh, sneaks up on the boat while Grant's calling Lara Dern. And uh, then you get this nice real cute scene of uh, Lara Dern's kid just watching Barney. Why call someone that has to call someone else? <laughs> like, why, why can't – I don't know. And, and my next point, which one do you think – had more production value the dinosaur <laughs> the spinosaurus or the four second clip of barney 
Which one's more critically acclaimed? And also, not sure if you know, the guy that played Barney is a tantric sex expert. Oh. That is, that is, no. Is it Dotson? No, no. He's <laughs> an African-American man. No, but Dotson applied for that job. <laughs> <laughs> well, my credentials, of course, include uh, pedophilia, but besides that, I've been in a dinosaur movie, so I'm an expert in dinosaurs. What was that first part? Dinosaurs? Mm, you're hired, sir. <laughs> But uh, uh, so that, like Laura Dern picks up the phone. She's like, "Alan, are you outside? I can't hear you." And then all this like rampage is going on in the background. It's just you got like Grant on the other side. It's like, "Oh my god, a dinosaur's eating us!" It's like, "Uh, I bet he'll call back." <laughs> I, I, I'd like to point out the fact that the uh, the river in this scene that catches on fire. This was actually shot on location in Cleveland, Ohio, <laughs> where there's a perpetually on fire river. It makes sense. Yep. It's just made of floating on fire old LeBron James jerseys. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe that when Grant finally, when the fucking Spinosaurus knocks over this like cage they're all in on the boat, and but Grant somehow gets the fucking satellite phone, he he calls Laura Dern again, and there is one word he says. That in, to indicate to her where he is and all exactly. he says is river. <laughs> he just says river, and and she knows exactly where he is by that. She's like, by a he just says river. She's like, there wasn't any river in the first movie. What are you talking about? Right. That's when they just all oh, drown and die. Sort of. <laughs> Even oh, if oh. she inferred that Gr- Doctor Grant being in trouble meant that he was on one of the fucking two islands, he still had a fifty-fifty chance that she picked the right fucking island. <laughs> and then, how does she know where the fucking river is on the island? It's like the the height of retardation. It's like river restricted dinosaurs. I gotta call the national right. guard. Guys, you're le- you're thinking way too much into this again. This is inexplicable. These are nerve endings firing in Dr. Grant's brain. We, we keep getting away from that, guys. Yeah, he's sitting in a wheelchair, drooling while this is all happening. <laughs> Urinating on himself. <laughs> Just mumbling river. Which... Grant shoots the flare gun at the Spinosaurus, and then like a lot of fire and noise happens around them. So, Tim, just want to get your expert opinion on this. Would a flare gun still work if a dinosaur threw it in the water? I feel like flares probably are made to beef. I looked this up, guys, because I thought that was a hole as well. But again, as we've discussed many times, no holes in this movie. Flares do work after being submerged in water. Even by dinosaurs? Uh, now, that I didn't look into. You might not get the insurance back if a dinosaur did it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. But, uh, okay, so yeah, so they get out of the water, and they're just walking to the beach, and then this is where the raptors show up. <laughs> and I like that oh. Grant is just, he knows exactly what they're talking about. It's like, they're challenging us. It's like, how the fuck do you know that, Grant? <laughs> the the fucking raptors make one sound. They go, Ugh. He goes, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Everybody go to the crowd. <laughs> quick, ta- quick, Taylioni, give them your holes. They're looking for your holes. <laughs> no, we already know the dinosaurs are not interested in Taylioni. They demand your respect. Oh, you need to kiss the ring and call them pretty. <laughs> So fucking stupid. So then Grant takes up the sea conch and he, he starts like blowing into the like the sea conch raptor thing and the raptors just start going ape <laughs> shit. I fully expected him to break into a Jethro Tull song right there. <laughs> going to fix the brick. The raptor's like, oh shit, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? <laughs> and then he like changes the vocals. Oh, They're like, oh my god! He's losing their mind. 
Well, that's what I mean. That's what I. That's what I have a hard problem with. Like, like, why? What the hell does Grant know about this stuff? He's like, oh, this didn't work. Well, maybe this works. It's like he just blows on like a little harder. Like that means run away. It's like <laughs> what? Like what? Like, I. This is this is baffling to me. He's babbling on so many levels. What the hell is he saying to the Raptors that he couldn't keep a lot of dirt? <laughs> <laughs> that's like being. That's like taking me, a lily white retard from Boston, and just. Dropping him in the middle of Marrakesh and going, all right, Tim, just live your life. Speak, <laughs> speak Moroccan. And then I Quebec. just have, then I just go, Ugh, uh, 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 and they understand. But you got to do it through a human skull. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I decapitate somebody and just, like, blow through their fucking esophagus. See, this is where you learn that the true romance was not between Laura Dern and Sam Neill, but between Sam Neill and the Velociraptors. Oh, absolutely. That's a good point. That's why he had to leave. <laughs> he, did more, he did more communication with his eyes than anything. He's like, I know just the right thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> and then they oh, all just boy. scamper away. And the raptors don't eat anybody in this movie. They kill that one dude from the Green Mile just by, you know, breaking his neck. Just as, like, a little, like, fuck you to Tia Leone. He's like, that's what you get for opening your fucking mouth, Tia. And just snap. And just, like, they all run yeah. off. We're going to ninja the fuck out of this guy. Which she learned nothing from. No, because she discontinues to scream. scream. Um, and then the Navy and Marines show up in Costa Rica. And I don't know how this wouldn't be an international issue. Just storming a random island in a different country. And now we find out the only reason why you ever met Laura Dern's husband. <laughs> yes. The only reason why you uh, met Ellie's husband is because he worked for the State <laughs> Department. That that scene was literally there for that reason, to set up this one yep. premise at the end. I told you Co- you guys would find out later. Yep. Coffee, military assistance. Right. <laughs> and again, I will say, just like there's always like these uh, tiptoeing dinosaurs... They look out. It's water. They look. There's a shot back to the group, and they look back out again. And all of a sudden, it's like D-Day in Costa Rica. <laughs> I'm like, where? Like, where did they come from? Like, where? Like, there are like now there are like a thousand boats on the shore. Like, there's no way that they again, unless you know, unless they have one of those magic boats from the beginning where they're 200 miles offshore and it's like a 10 foot small like fan boat that has somehow managed to get all its way out to this island. It just makes, like, no sense that there wouldn't be, like, destroyers or some other huge craft out there that's helping these boats. I think that they well, just, like, go uh, through the Bermuda uh, Triangle, and it's, like, something out of Stargate, <laughs> and they just, like, go on the other side, and they're just on the island. This, oh, is, the precursor, this is the precursor to Lost. Yeah, they're all dead. Yeah, where the island moves. This is good. Can I, can I ask another question? No. When they're, when they're – well, I'm going to. <laughs> when, when they're in the, the aircraft, which, by the way – Sam Neill's in an aircraft twice in this movie, gets successfully buckled up both times, but... <laughs> <laughs> He's why, learned. <laughs> why weren't they freaking out about the pterodactyls? We've yep. already learned at this point that they are just assaultive creatures, and they're flying free. Costa Rica was just about to get just rained hell down upon them. That's why they don't care, because it's Costa Rica. It'll be like six months before it's our problem again. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, the Grant's like they must they, they must be finding a new home. It's like how are they not screaming at the National Guard, being like, "Shoot them down!" Uh, yeah, while, while Billy's laying there, just annihilated, just beat to shit from the very creature that they're just going, "Oh, that's that's a nice peaceful animal." He's smiling, actually, flying Billy majestically. Was, Billy was smoking a cigarette because those pterodactyls showed him a good time when he was away. <laughs> <laughs> now you're a real man, Billy. Yeah. That's, I'm sorry. I have to. I have to mention that. Remember when he escapes using the same, you know, dinosaur or whatever? 
again, I still find it unbelievable that it had that one thing had one no holes in it, and two, I'm pretty sure that's not how parachutes work. Like he just like shoved it in a bag and was like, <laughs> "All right, I'm gonna jump off and just pull a ripcord somehow." It's like I don't I don't know if that's how they work. I'm no I'm no expert, but I was like, this seems this seems really ridiculous, Billy. He ran, yeah, he ran two steps. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it was like achieved and achieved like this a massive amount of lift. <laughs> and and is incredibly accurate with his with his directions you know he's, he's pulling the, the cords and just happens to go right by the one little rock that little shithead eric's standing on no that's when you need the scene from the other guys when they're like aim for the bushes yup and they just jump and just die yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. billy just goes into like a bunch of rocks and then all those little baby pterodactyls just start picking at him <laughs> yeah <laughs> Grant's like oh billy uh. oh no I can't wait for the fan fiction to come about Jurassic Park 3 where he survives all this. It's like an expert parachuter and then goes back and dies from AIDS from that that little naive freshman that he was trying to fuck in the... <laughs> so thankfully, that's the end of the movie. And uh, I like also how the movie ends with like the music like hastily sped up. Like Even like yeah. the music's like, we gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Just fucking done. Uh, they, they fuck up the one good part that I was expecting out of this movie. The, 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 the score. Yeah. And they find a way to fuck that up as well. <laughs> the movie is one and a half hours long, and the score is sped up at like one and a half speed. <laughs> Could you imagine two hours of this movie? You don't want to think oh. about that. I don't know what Again. they would do. Well, they could have filled in some of the goddamn gaps. It might have <laughs> been better. And you know what? We, uh, we, we were able to get through at least this movie. We're going to go over a couple of things here in a minute, but we actually at least we were able to get through this movie in about an hour. So I think that should I go for a round of applause, guys. Hey! Well done, so the, well done. For the, for the fans at home, our last one ran about two and a half hours. Yep, we got about another 45 minutes of this if you're uh, watching the last episode. Buckle up, kids. <laughs> All right, so we're going to be going into the next segment, uh, which is usually uh, trivia and casting. Um, but I didn't find any uh, good casting info, because usually they only reserve those for good movies that people actually care about. So I didn't see anything <laughs> because, there. Because everyone is ashamed to have been in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I even looked up like how much uh, what's his name Sam Neil like how much money did he get paid to do this movie? And when I was googling Sam Neil Jurassic Park three salary, it, any everything that popped up was Sam Neil Jurassic World three. Like they just completely ignored this movie online too. <laughs> I, I just imagine that when you were looking that up was when your computer went on the fritz last week. <laughs> That's when it just started smoking, <laughs> or that you got put on some list somewhere. I definitely got on a list for just looking up way too much info on Jurassic Park three. Uh, so I only got two things of trivia, though, because everything else I read was just stupid. It was all, like, technical shit that nobody cares about. Um, so this is f- this uh, this is the first movie that wasn't a book adaptation, and uh, they actually had Michael Crichton come in for a few days of brainstorm with the screenwriters, but then he left because he couldn't think of anything. <laughs> I'm pretty surprised by that. If that happens, if Michael Crichton just goes in after, like, a week and he's like... I got nothing, guys. Like, they should just be like, okay, maybe we should just not make this movie. Yeah. All right, maybe, guys. Here's like what kind I... of the sign. Yeah. But we've already we done all this claymation videotaping. <laughs> but we've already made all this poop, and it's no, that, They definitely filmed half the movie before they probably even brought in the writers. Max, that poop didn't cost him anything. Wayne Knight is very hireable now. <laughs> That's just all He's left over from Jurassic Park 1. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and also, this, uh, this movie, I was going to mention earlier, too. So this movie is directed by Joe Johnston, and he's one of uh, Spielberg and uh, George Lucas's buddies. Like, he had, he had won an Oscar for special effects, and he had done um, Star Wars special effects and uh, Indiana Jones. So, yeah, he wanted to do the second movie, and Spielberg said, no, I'm going to do the second one. 
And uh, he mentions like, well, you know, can we do the San Diego thing? And Spielberg's like, yeah, sure. No, actually, I want to do that too. So <laughs> he's kind of just like ruined the whole plot of the third movie anyway. But um, the movies before this that he did were uh, like Jumanji, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, The Page Master. So you can see the Disney crap in it. Like it's just a guy who was trying, who's a PG guy who's just trying to make some edgy PG-13 movie that didn't have a script to it. And then also, so the Spinosaurus was believed to have been a water animal that it would have walked on four legs. So just everything above this movie is wrong and just never should have been made. Say so back to the honey. This movie would have been a lot better with Rick Moranis in it. This movie would have been a lot better if they were only a centimeter tall. <laughs> <laughs> Name Again, me maybe, a movie that wouldn't have been better with Rick Moranis in it, and I'll, I don't know, I'll give you a, a thousand bucks. <laughs> Schindler's List. We talking about that? Wait a minute, Rick Moranis in it? Liam Neeson, get the fuck out of there! Him just Rick going Moranis. He's he's hosing down the uh, the the trains, and he just has this big pouty face on the whole time with his bottom lip sticking out. I am out. the key master. Mm-hmm. Are you the gatekeeper? Gatekeeper, that's what. <laughs> the heat. Uh, Back when Sigourney Weaver was a sex symbol. <laughs> yeah so you know what uh, should be ex- extinct guys why this movie yeah all right it's our one pun cast for the day there it is yeah. there's the one dad joke from three or from four men who don't have children <laughs> there's a good reason that we don't all right, going into Act Three. So, my what was? Love that joke. <laughs> yeah, so was my wife. Right. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, if anybody here, Max, I think it's the one that's really. You know, Nikki's gonna love that. Uh, she, who, who's kidding? Who? She's not listening to this anymore. <laughs> I asked her if she listened to the first one. She said, uh, "Yeah, I listened to like the last like, first like twenty five minutes, but you guys just weren't talking about the movie, so I turned it off." <laughs> who was your favorite and least favorite character in this movie? Favorite character. That's a, that's a real tricky question. I know mine. Mine's easy. It's go really? for it. Oh yeah, yeah. Favorite character in this movie: the the ringing pile of shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have any favorite character in this movie. Like nobody's redeeming in this. I'll t- I'll take me- dead Milos hanging up in the tree. And like, <laughs> he acted the hell out of it. He acted the fuck out of that scene, being dead and all gross and shit. <laughs> one of my, my favorite character is um is Ellie's husband with one line. <laughs> He's the only one in the movie that actually did something. One line, a cup of coffee, and a bite of cake. Right. Big gulps, huh? Yep. (laughs) Well, Well, see you later. later. (laughs) I'm out of this movie. (laughs) I I think probably our least favorite across the board would probably be, I mean, I I know mine's Taya Leone. Of course. Stop fucking yelling. Stop fucking yelling. She is responsible for everyone getting killed in this movie. Yeah. Every single time she yells, so, like someone's name, a dinosaur comes yeah. out and eats the other person. Exactly. The first two people, like she's shouting, then the dinosaurs come eat them. And then she's like, oh, it's time for us to get down from this tree. And they're like, no, you dumbass, wait. Then they murder that other guy. It's and like, then the velociraptor you, just jumps up like, and like, like, snaps you, at her like, foot. You know, usually when like these types of situations, like people become like more cautious, right? Like maybe you're not like thinking, making the best decisions, but she's like making like these snap decisions. Like, oh, I guess we're okay now. It's like... Uh, I guess the hurricane's gone, you know. Now we're in the eye of it. Let's get let's get the fuck outside. It's like no. What? Let's pause and think about this. <laughs> like the whole time, William H Macy's like, Jesus Christ, I'm so happy I got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Uh, Is Terry right, so... still alive in real life? Yeah, she was um, Madam Secretary. She uh, is Madam Secretary, I think, right? That show's still on is air. Is she still Madam Secretary? I, I believe so. I believe that show is, is still currently on CBS. I've got to say, though, well, guys, you want to talk about a power couple? You know who she was married to? 
She was married to David That's Duchovny. Really? That is Ooh. a power couple. I like who David just Duchovny. who compulsively cheated on her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. If you're if you're David Duchovny, you're gonna cheat on Taylioni. I mean, yeah. you gotta respect the Cubs. By the way, Tia, if you're uh, listening, please uh, write and review. We really appreciate it. <laughs> I'm sure she's listening. <laughs> Tia, this is Tim, and I'm a big fan. Right, big fan. All right. How David Duchovny cheated on you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, going to the next one. If Mark Wahlberg was in this, what would he be confused about? Why are there claymation dinosaurs? Who wrote this script? Yeah. No, no, no. Mark Wahlberg's been in some shitty movies, so the script would have perfectly gelled with him. Honestly, I think this movie is so fucking convoluted and, and like ass backwards and just zero control or direction that this is like an inverse property. Mark Wahlberg wouldn't be confused by this movie. It all makes sense. Yeah. It would okay. all make sense in the Wahlberg mind. Like all the fucking universe for him. Did the fog right. get that guy in the boat? Are we doing a remake of the fog? Yeah. Hey, he is, he is perfectly okay with, with unex, inexplicable natural disasters. Yeah. Have you seen the happening? Yeah. Yes. He's been through it yes. all. Hey, Bill Macy, you said he had a ton of money, but you don't. What's up with that? <laughs> all right. Let's just wrap this up here. So, uh, unlike IMDb with an easy 0 through 10 score, or Raw Tomatoes with their certified fresh and percentage score, we've decided to do our own scoring system, which just makes makes just as much sense as this actual script itself. So, uh, guys, what would your score be for this movie? Well, mine would be three piles of steaming, ringing shit. Yeah. I guess I would have to say it's one corpse dangling from a tree out of ten. That's what. That's how much I enjoyed this one rapidly decomposing corpse <laughs> out of ten. So you, but so you enjoyed it then? Oh yeah. Oh naturally. Yeah. I mean, I was. Oh, that okay. was Yeah. I mean, it was. That oh, was that's a good rating. That's a good rating. Everybody. It's a good. I want all listeners to realize the Preble just gave that a, an immaculate rating. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't know how that's to. The movie poster and quotes. I don't know how to. You know exactly. One dangling human corpse. Mark, Mike Preble. One dangling former tennis instructor out of out of whatever the number uh, that was. Ten. Mike Preble. I'm going to go ahead and give the movie uh, a five out of five David Duchovny mistresses. <laughs> <laughs> Taya, listen, babe. Come on. Come at me, babe. <laughs> you ain't got shit. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm going to give this movie four out of five stars to the parasailing company just because they forgot to kill Eric. So. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. All right. Well, that was <laughs> Jurassic Park 3, and we never have to watch this movie ever again. Thank Christ. You guys have any other last last things to say about this movie before we just etch this out of our brain? They should have stayed in Montana. They really like <laughs> should not have left. just stayed in the dino dig and like action, like I would have much rather watched like the romantic, like evolution of, uh, of the guy. What's that? Bobby Bailey. Billy. There you go. Billy. And that girl that he was like creepily hitting on via paleontology. Well, you got uh, professor Grant just eating out eating uh, applesauce in the back in the trailer. <laughs> just talking is about there, raptors to a wall. Well, is there a sexier profession than a paleontologist though? I mean, they're pretty irresistible folks. I mean, you got boners all day. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm on fire. 
Might as well end this oh, one we're on, I'm on top. Oh, yeah, uh, but yeah, but do. All right, so let's wrap this right. up, guys. I want to. I want to. I want to put this podcast out to our good friend Jeff Duff, who everyone on the, who everyone listening knows Your about. Bob knows. Yeah, Jeff, keep it real, man. And uh, we love the pleather. You know, keep it rolling. Oh God, damn it! And Bill Dooley is still not listening. all right well next time we're going to be uh, moving away from the good and bad dinosaur movies and explore the world of illegal teenage dancing in footloose (laughs) until then put on your dancing shoes and fuck off (laughs) bye guys bye bye gang i think that was i think that was much better guys derek thinks it's better because he's actually remembering the end of it this time the fuck is that guy talking about? It didn't make any goddamn sense. And uh, laughing out loud every time Max had to go. Okay, so moving on. It's a lot of practice in real <laughs> life, that's why. <laughs> <laughs>